and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Tuesday, June the 27th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 888 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour, by golly, you missed a really fun and a really fast-moving hour here as we had Richard Clark on from the Carteret County News Times at CarolinaCoastOnline.com, our NBA hoops expert. Man, we talked about weddings. (laughs) We talked about some of the best weddings we've been to, some of the worst we've been to. Then we jumped into the NBA draft. Had a lot of fun with that. Listen, coming up this hour, in fact, coming up here in just a few moments, uh, one of the best athletes to ever wear the green and gold of Kenson High School, Angelo Keys. He will be joining us live from Texas. We're going to be talking to him. And then in the second part of this hour, we're going to go back and listen to an interview that we had back in April with LSU baseball star, College World Series MVP Paul Skeens. Uh, man, it was a great interview. We did it back on April 6th. Uh, as uh, we were coming up on the end of the regular season in baseball. But really, again, want to thank uh, Scott Whittington for setting that up uh, back then. But Paul Skeens' LSU team won the College World Series last night. And so we're going to go back and, uh, as an homage to that, play that. Listen, if you missed yesterday's show, it's because we weren't on yesterday because I was uh, out with no voice. Thank you for joining us. And I've been... Sipping on water here a whole first hour. I think I'm feeling a lot better, too. So, uh, anyway, looking forward to having Angelo Keys and then listen to that replay of Paul Skeens here in a little bit. I'll tell you what, before we get uh, Angelo up here on the line with us, I want to thank a couple of our sponsors. And i tell you what, Arundel Parrot Academy, it's the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus in Kenston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kenston, Greenville, Newburn, Goldsboro, and Jacksonville. In the last half century, Parrot Academy has grown to a student body with more than 700 students that includes children in grades TK through 12. Its, its campus now encompasses 80 acres and is unique in that it draws students from uh, about a dozen counties, a region about 10,000 square miles in size. Parrot Academy remains steadfast in its purpose of providing the best possible instruction and learning environment for its students. APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kenson. Also want to thank uh, our good friends Keith Spence and Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone Building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot, Spence Automotive is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service when you need new tires and tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. Spence Automotive also brings you the Spence Automotive guest line every morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. And joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, live from Texas, I am so excited. Uh, one of my favorite athletes that I've covered in my 31 years of being, a, or actually now getting as I'm starting my 32nd year of being a sports reporter, one of the best to ever wear the uh, gold, the uh, what the uh, green and gold at Kenston High School, a multiple sport athlete, and just uh, one of the great guys. It's Angelo Keys. Uh, from the class of 2012, if I'm correct. Am I right there, Angelo? 
Yes, sir, you are. There you go. Listen, uh, just so honored to have you here, and especially you're an hour behind us right now. Hey, so many questions we're going to get to over the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, but the first one is, uh, how are you doing this morning, my friend? I'm doing good, Brian. I can't complain. God is good. Um, I just really want to start there. I really can't be anywhere without him, but um, I definitely think I'm also excited to be here this morning to be able to talk to you. It's been a long time, definitely. Um, but, yes, I'm doing great um, here in Texas, Katy, Texas. And, uh, yes, I'm doing good. Well, for folks who remember here in uh, Kenston, Kenston actually has a Katy, Texas uh, connection. I'm not sure you know about this, but the junior college that is there in Katy, Texas, won the NJCAA uh, Division Three World Series in baseball a couple of years right at Granger Stadium. I don't know if you remember that. You were gone at that point. This was 2015-2016 uh, in that neck of the woods there, Angelo. But uh, the school in Katy, Texas there won the national championship in baseball but right here in your hometown of Kenson. How crazy is that? That is crazy. I never heard that one. <laughs> Would you talk to somebody from the junior college there? Just uh, ask them, uh, in, uh, which they've won, I think, something like 10 or 11 national championships through the years. But like I said, the two yeah. times we had it here in Kenston, they won it. Uh, they won it. The Katy, Texas won right here. And then look at that. One of our all-timers in Kenston is now in Katy, Texas. That's pretty cool, dude. That is good. That's cool. That's cool. Well, there you go. Listen, uh, we're going to go down memory lane. We're going to do all that. But one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on is uh, you have started a new podcast. It's called uh, The War Room. You've got uh, Denzel on there. You've got Chris Brown on there. You've got Sean Key on there. And I just wanted to ask you, uh, what what led you guys to uh, starting that podcast? So, um, Brian, I ain't going to lie to you. I, I definitely think we, we talk about sports on the regular and, um, I just think we wanted to make something that was very organic and basically, basically we something we do all the time. And I was like, you know what, let's just do like put this on camera, like let's put this out for people that, you know, who who want to debate and just like create a little controversy here and there. Um, definitely something we want to focus on because our topics are going to be something that people can talk about, like when they sitting down in a room. And just like talking about sports, like that's what we do on the regular. We literally watch games, we watch uh, everything, and we we want to get it to where we're getting to the point where we we're talking about recent news and trades that happen, anything that's that's like of that aspect of sports. So I mean, it's, it's definitely nice that we were able to put it on camera and make it look nice. And, and it, uh, and yeah, it does. It, it. No, I'm sorry, I interrupt you. Please keep going there. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you get I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it is good. I love the little four-camera setup that you guys have in it. I got to tell you this, and I, here's what is funny. Uh, between last night and this morning, I got to watch the whole thing, and it, it it's it's good. It's very entertaining. Uh, just search the War Room Podcast on YouTube. You can do that. You can go to Angelo's uh, Facebook page. He's got a link there for it, too. You can check it out. But I got to tell you, now, I don't know Sean at all. I mean, I know you, you know, having covered you. I know, you know where I'm going with this. I know Angelo. I mean, I know, I know Denzel. I know Denzel, of course. And I know Coach Brown. I love me some Coach Brown. 
I don't know Sean, but what you guys did a draft. That was <laughs> I love all the laughter. I'm gonna let you tell everybody you guys did a draft of current NBA players and put together an eight player team, five starters, three guys off the bench. What 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 was Sean thinking with his number one overall pick, dude? Go ahead, tell him who it was. His first pick was Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I to me is I, I have no clue why. Like Brian, I, I mean the guy is <laughs> he is seventy he is seven two. I will give him that. But it's I mean, I he has no offense ability to me. And and I just like I, I would never have him on, on my team. It's like I don't know if you've seen Denzel's reaction, but that's literally my reaction too. I'm just like, well, I wow, haven't. Let, let me tell you, I have it freeze framed right here when he made the pick of Rudy Gobert, <laughs> <laughs> and the face that you're making. Denzel's got his mouth covered. Uh, Chris Brown is clapping his hands because he knows he, that he knows that means he's going to get a good pick with his first pick. Yeah. What what what, what was your guy thinking there, dude? Uh, I'm I, I'm I'm just as in awe as you, uh, <laughs> I definitely thought hey, it's just so funny. We we were like, dude, you could have made any other pick, <laughs> and he would have still been there. I promise. Oh, dude, I gotta and, think he would have been there fifth, sixth, seventh round of this. I mean, he's see, probably yeah, a top yeah. twenty-five pick. He's probably a top yeah, twenty-five yeah. player. But dude, number yeah. one, number one, number, number one, one. Come on, man. Never, never. I had we got so much backlash for that. <laughs> it was so funny. Everybody was like, we about to cut it off after that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I want people to go, and we're, I don't want to give any spoilers here because I want people to go and watch it and see the players that you and Zell and Chris Brown and uh, <clears throat> the other ones that uh, Sean picked there. But mm -hmm. I got to say this, with I, and I, like I said, I'm giving no spoilers here, but did you see? Everybody pretty much agreed you had the best team. Okay. Yeah, uh, have I, you seen I the comments? Have you seen the comments? Yeah, I did. I've seen uh, most of the comments. I've I definitely seen uh, Zell and me at the top most of the time. I got a couple of people that said Smoke had a good team, too. But, um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I definitely thought I had the best team all around. I thought you did a good job. And it, like you said, very entertaining. I laughed many times during it. People or folks, listeners, you need to check it out. It's called the War Room Podcast. And uh, what what a great way to kick it off too! Drafting NBA lineups. Where did that idea come from? Um, basically, just um, the war room aspect. So we know, like, when we're going, like, when you're going into a draft, uh, you have it's called the war room in any professional aspect. So um, we just thought, like, hey, let's let's start off with this and just see where we can go with it because the war room is is is, is very important, and you gotta basically make sure like you're setting up your franchise for the future and for the now and to make sure that you're able to, you know, draft accordingly and to your style and make sure that it's done right and, and have the people that you're going to be able to move on with the, in the future with. I love it. That voice you're listening to, Angelo Keys live from Katy, Texas right now. Uh, here on the Brian Hanks Show on 960 The Bull, 960TheBull.com in Kenston, 252 ESPN, 107.5 in New Bern in Greenville. And uh, I got, okay, but before we get off this, because we'll circle back to the podcast here in a little bit because I want to go down memory lane with you. But uh, when's the okay. next one coming out? This came out uh, a week ago. Is this going to be a weekly podcast? Is it going to be 
monthly? Uh, are you guys going to have it's, it coming out periodically? How's it? How many times? Uh, how often will it be out, yeah. Angelo? It's going to be weekly. Um, okay. We're we're going to be recording this weekend, and uh, we should be dropping on Monday. Okay. So uh, it's definitely going to be a weekly. We're just getting some kinks worked out because uh, people do have some uh, other things going on. But we we definitely going to make time to where we're going to be able to drop uh, weekly and have content ready. So we we got some good stuff coming out, and I think I think everybody's going to be very entertained. And we just go as we get better, it, it's going to be even nicer. Well, very good. Well, I can't wait to see it, and we'll promote it a lot here on the Brian Hanks Show, too. But Angelo Keys joining us live on our Spence Automotive guest line right now. And, uh, hey, listen, like I said, I, I told you this when we were messaging. Uh, I've, I've promoted it here for the last few days when we knew you were going to be coming on with us. Is uh, just going down memory lane, man, and just some of the – when I look back, when I think about your time at Kenston High School, Low, I mean, I think about – just some of the best years in Kenston history. And I'm not just talking about the basketball teams where you won a couple of state championships there. I'm also talking about uh, the football team. The best success that football program has ever had in the history of Kenston High School was when you were a star on that team, too. And you were a star on both teams. I mean, obviously, on, in football, you were just – you were a hard-hitting guy that – listen – I felt bad for some of the guys that you plowed into the ground when you were on defense. <laughs> but you were a very solid basketball player, too, which leads me to this question. If you could only play one sport, and the good thing is at Kenson High School, the uh, the agreement that the basketball and football coaches had, you don't see that at every school where they get along that great. Sometimes you see schools where, hey, you're only allowed really to play one sport. You didn't have to do that at Kenson. But, Lo, no. if you had the choice and you had to go back in time and you were told, though, you can only play football or you can only play basketball, what would you have chosen? Definitely uh, basketball. Okay. I mean, uh, definitely football. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, football because of my stature, of course, my um, like my abilities, natural abilities. And uh, I definitely think – if I was a little taller, I would have played basketball. Like, but no, nah, I think it, it, just the smarter route. I definitely would have uh, chose football to, to like focus on big time. Well, and the thing is too. Here's what shocked me when I looked at everything. You know, in my head, you were about six three, six four. You know, I mean, and I mean that. I mean, that's when you when I think about you playing, and then when I was you know doing my research and everything, and I was looking back at your time at A and T and all that. And they had you listed at 6'1". I'm like, that. no, 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 no. There's no way he's 6'1". <laughs> so, lay, that's what I'm saying, Lowe. Put it to, let's put it to rest. How tall are you, Lowe? Um, I say I'm 6'2". Okay. Why in the world did A&T have you listed at 6'1", then, dude? I, I have no clue. I have no clue. I, I definitely think I'm at least 6'2". Hey. And, Yeah. Uh, six two is what I say. That and I agree wholeheartedly. And like I said, I swear in my mind's eye. Now, bear in mind, Lo, I'm getting a little bit older here. Okay, I mean it is what it is. Now you know, you know. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, the gray hair and the creaky knees will tell you different from that. Okay, but but I swear I remember you. You know, I remember watching you play. And I would have, I would have bet my house that you were six three. I'm not even joking. I would have said anything. Minimum six three, maybe even six four. But, uh, man, let, let, let's go back. Let's talk about that 2010 season, that uh, your senior year where uh, you helped lead the Vikings to a state championship appearance. Uh, 
just some of your favorite memories. Let's talk about first on that basketball side, okay? All right. So, uh, basically – No, go ahead. Go ahead. I say, well, um, my favorite memories, um, I will have to say, is, uh, of course, the free throws the down the stretch. And um, I just remember, like, basically working on my free throw before we, like, left. And I, I literally changed it right before we, we left. And I was just like, it's going to come down. Like, I, I didn't know if it was going to come down to my free throws. But, I mean, I've never been, like, a crazy, crazy good free throw shooter. But, um, yeah, like, down the stretch, I was getting fouled a lot, uh, getting a lot of boards. And, um at the end of the game, it was like I kept seeing myself at the line. And I'm just like, okay, this is perfect time because, Brian, when I tell you I was knocking them down 9 for 10, I would never forget that day. It was it was so good. Yeah. I'm telling you, uh, so much fun watching you. Uh, let, let's look over on the on the gridiron, though. Uh, you know, I, looking at your uh, history and all that, that championship game, yeah, you guys came up a little bit short, but the thing I remember the most, you made 20 tackles. I'm not saying eight tackles, 10 tackles, 12 <laughs> tackles. Low, 20 tackles in that game, 10 of them solo in that state championship game. What do you remember the most about that game? That game, it, it was a grind, definitely. Uh, I, I knew I wasn't going to come off the field. Um I really wanted to win, like for sure. It, it was it was such a stage to where it was like we have to win this game, but like I, I was very surprised we didn't. But um, I, I will say, just being there, the atmosphere was like breathtaking. I, I think I, I was like I, I would never forget that game. Like it's, they say, high school sports are just special. It, it was it was a special moment. I feel like um, that that game was definitely one for the books and um even though it came out of a, a loss it was definitely something we were going to remember it forever because it ain't too many teams that 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 said they can say they 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 made, they made it no absolutely a 21 to 14 loss and i kept saying 2010 or uh low please forgive me for that that was a 2011 season the 2011 season that you guys mm-hmm. uh, made it all the way to the state championship but i tell you what some great uh, games along the way there, I'll never forget that Reedsville game either. That home. Oh uh, man, the, yeah, I did that coming. That that <laughs> game was good. That game was so good. It, we were so happy to have caught that. I think I think he came back and like I think he missed the pass before that, and yep, then like yep. he came down with that, and I'm just like, oh my god. I got to tell you, I, and we're talking about I, your brother here. We got to let people know who may not remember, but Denzel with that big pass from uh, CJ there uh, on, on the the touchdown that won the game. I got to tell you, Lo, I was on the sideline. You remember, I used to like to walk the sideline. I was walking the uh-huh. sideline, and when CJ launched that pass, I was like, oh, well, he 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 is overthrown Denzel. I mean, there's no way Zell's <laughs> going to get to that. And he, you, you saw he went up and up. And uh, I'm not exaggerating to say and, and tell people if they think I'm crazy here, uh, Low. Nah, his nah. hand had to have been if a basketball goal is ten foot, he was at least twelve foot high. Am, am I exaggerating? Yeah. I, no, you're not, and I, I think so too because he was literally over everybody. Yep. Like it was, it was crazy. 
And yes, I definitely think it, he he was above everybody. Came down with it. I, I was just like, wow. And when I say everybody went crazy, I think everybody jumped on him in the end zone. It was just like, wow. What? Just take me back to that moment there, uh, Angelo. Just when he makes that play and it's a game winner, and you guys all mob him in the uh, end zone. What what's going through your mind? What's going through your heart at that point? To me, I, I mean, it, it's just like years of hard work, years of like, I don't know, we us in the backyard, just just like playing around, just it, everything. Like that was a full circle moment for us because we because we knew we wanted to do something great, I and mean, we knew we had the the, the core football team to to do it. Uh, we had a special group. I, I still think to this day, like, we won't ever see, like, the type of athletes we had and the type of uh, teammates, just all-around people that we had that that came through and um, played really good for us. Like, I think I, – I honestly think we, we definitely had a, a great, great group of uh, people that, that came through that year and, and poured their heart out and really played some good football to where we can go to the state championship. Well, it was amazing. And, uh, again, in my 32 years of doing this, that's going to stand out as one of the best. I mean, just, again, it, it was so – what was it like to be in the same household, you and Zell? I mean, you being the defensive just wrecker that you were. Nobody <laughs> wanted to line – hey, nobody wanted to line up against Angelo Keys. I can promise you that, dude. And then Zell on offense. I mean, and I guess he played both ways too like you did. But but just to have two of the greatest athletes in the last quarter century to come through Kenston High School, both living in the same house, how much competition was there between you guys? What was it like just growing up in a household like that, Angelo? I definitely think it, it it started when we were younger because, like, I was always bigger than Denzel until, like, I want to say uh, maybe junior, sophomore, junior year maybe. He he sprouted up a little bit over me. So, of course, you, you know, I didn't like that. So, I was just like, oh, he, he, he a little taller than me now. He think he, he, <laughs> uh, he, he, he bigger, bigger than me now. So, so of course, like it, it came times where we used to like rough each other up, or like you know we used to fight a little bit here and there, like nothing serious, but like competition always used to go a little further when we were uh, older. So um, it was definitely like the the battles in the uh, front yard, in the uh, playing basketball, anything playing football, we tackle each other's hard or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it went a long way because I feel like this day I turned into, like, a straight dog. Like, after – yeah, of course he was a dog, like, in high school. But, like, college, like, you couldn't tell him nothing. His confidence went skyrocketed from then to uh, to now. Like, he, he became one of the best athletes. And you couldn't tell him you couldn't – he couldn't do anything. So, I definitely – I definitely applaud him where he was he, – he grew into – something really something really crazy well and both of you that were that way you get to a and t uh you become just the stud that you were there too had a red shirt year had a year that you were out with an injury but man when you got on the field you were all meak you were just you were all everything in your time at uh, a and t F- share a favorite memory or two from uh from being at a and t um, at A&T, I would have to say the Central games, uh, North Carolina Central, we definitely – we 
we played them multiple times, and those games are the biggest games of the year. Um, I definitely had some good games against them. Uh, every time I played them, though, I, it's funny. I got a sack versus them. Uh, it was – I had a couple games where – oh, no. Um, homecoming, my junior year uh-huh. uh, versus Howard, I had uh, picked up a fumble. Returned it for I think it's like seventy two yards, and uh yeah that was that was one of my best memories. Uh, I, I love that play because of course uh, one of my line, one of the linebackers uh, hit hit the guy. I picked it up, ran with it, uh, seventy two yard uh, return. I was I was out. I, I took off, and and that was a good little memory. And that is awesome. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I was about to say uh. But yeah, also being able to play with uh, Jeremy Taylor and um, and Denzel there at the time was was nice. Like it was it was cool to be be there with them and to watch them succeed as much as they did. And uh, yeah, that team was special too. I feel like that is awesome. Well, tell you what, as we're wrapping it up here, I do need to thank uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the show. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare, one hundred Airport Road. Right here in Kenston for all your health care needs. Or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. As we're here in the last couple of minutes with uh, Angelo Keys, man, what a treat this has been for me. What a treat it's been for our listeners, too, to catch up with one of the all-timers in uh, in Kenston sports history, not just football, not just basketball, in Kenston sports history. You are now, like I said, as we we open the interview, you're now uh, the co-host of a uh, podcast called The War Room, the first edition. Made me laugh out loud several times. Made me uh, very entertaining. And I got to tell you, I'm not just saying that because you're here on the air with me right now, Angelo. I mean, a very entertaining podcast that you and your brother Denzel and uh, Smoke Brown and uh, Sean Key put together. Uh, Just uh, for folks that may be just joining us right now, just uh, give them the overview of The War Room. Uh, The War Room is is our special podcast to where we will be hitting on a lot of topics to where we will be able to just create an organic atmosphere and be able to conversate or just just deliberate on or or debate on anything that that deals with sports and the draft aspect to, you know, give us a little analysis about the people that we're picking Um, or just just being able to go over, like, things that we're going to be able to talk about from a sports aspect and from my aspect of us being able to like play at a high level and uh, just giving our analysis to where we, to where you're going to be entertained and be able to laugh a little bit because we're showing a little bit of personality and just being ourselves. So um, I definitely think the War Room podcast can be for anybody who wants to learn about sports, who wants to hear about sports or just, just want to organically laugh and, and li- just listen to a few guys that's been on that type uh, on that stage to where you know been able they can talk. Well, and when you look and see like uh, you what you alluded to there, you and Denzel and Smoke and Sean, I mean, you guys have played athletics at the college level. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. have been stars 
at the uh, intercollegiate level, you have a perspective that I don't have. I mean, I've been a sports reporter for a long time, but I can't share some of the thoughts that you can and that Zell can and, and that Smoke can. That's that's what I really like about it. Listen, Angelo, thank you so much. You got up early to join us this morning here on the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, and it was just an honor to cover course, you. It was an honor great. to have you on here this morning with me, my friend. I thank you. I thank you. It's been It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Very good. Listen, uh, this won't be the last time, right? Will you join me again in a few months? Of course, of course. I tell you, let me tell you what I want to do the next time. I want to have, if you're still in Texas, I'm going to have Denzel sitting across from me with headphones on and then uh, you talking <laughs> to us from Texas. What do you think about that? All right, that's going to be a treat. That's going to be a treat. <laughs> I think everybody's going to enjoy that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Listen, Angelo, thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Have a great summer, my friend. All right. Thank you, Brian. It's been a pleasure. There you go. That's Angelo Keys, uh, the host of the War Room Podcast. Let, uh, as I told you before, we are going to uh, have, uh, uh, or last night, the College World Series, uh, Paul Skeens and LSU won 18-4 to to clinch the College World Series title. Uh, we were blessed uh, back in April, on April 6th, uh, and thanks to uh, Scott Whittington for uh, getting us Paul Skeen as an interview here. Uh, like I said, on April 6th, let's, uh, let's, uh, l go back in time. Let's listen to that interview with, uh, Paul Skeens of LSU back on April 6th. And now joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks show, I got to tell you, Scott Whittington, very rarely, I know. In fact, I got to tell you, I think this is the first time ever in the three and a half years of doing the show that we have had the collegiate baseball national player of the week. Right here on the Brian Hank Show, but we are very honored to do so. Uh, folks here in Kenson in Eastern North Carolina, you remember him when he was a star for the Air Force Academy coming in and playing uh, in the Freedom Classic over at Historic Granger Stadium. He is now one of the, the greatest uh, baseball players in uh, the United States. He plays for LSU. He's a pitcher, and he's just uh, – Scott tells me you're a heck of a nice guy too, Paul. It's Paul Skeens from Louisiana State University joining us this morning. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? doing really really well and first off the easiest natural question is this is an honor now that you've won a couple of times a few times now uh, between being the sec player of the week being the collegiate baseball national player of the week all these honors that are coming along here uh this season what do they mean to you when you receive those paul uh it's really cool um it, it's pretty gratifying to you know know that you know the the work and everything that i'm doing off the field is going and, and, you know, it means something. Um, but honestly, just kind of motivation to keep going and, you know, keep on keeping on. I, again, I can't even imagine receiving that kind of an honor and what, uh, what that would mean to me. That, that's awesome that that happens for you. Let me ask you this. Uh, obviously, you know, you were at the Air Force Company. That's how we got to know you uh, when you were coming in, like I said, coming into the Freedom Classic and playing over at Historic Granger Stadium. What, what were those trips like for you when you were a Falcon with the Air Force and uh, and playing for them when you would come to the Freedom Classic those first two years? What did that mean to you? Uh, it was pretty much, you know, the trip that we look forward to. Um, the whole experience was just, you know, completely first class. Um, and knowing that we were going to have the opportunity to play against uh, Army my freshman year in the Navy last year. Um, that was a trip that we look forward to all fall and all winter. Um, and going into the season, it was it was an awesome experience both times. Um, you know, trip of a lifetime both times. That was quite literally the, you know, my favorite trip both years. 
And, and that's one of the things that uh, Coach always tells us, too. Uh, Coach Kaz, thank the world of him. And I wanted to ask you about that recruiting process. First, getting to Air Force Academy, uh, coming out of high school. Uh, how did you end up at the Air Force Academy, Paul? Yeah, I have uh, three uncles who all served. Two of them went to the Naval Academy, and one of them is uh, teaching at the Coast Guard Academy right now. Um, and they're all on my mom's side. So I grew up, you know, looking at them. Um, you know, I saw my, saw my mom and I saw her brothers and I saw how they all ended up and, you know, they loved the service and, um, you know, everything that came with that. And so I, I grew up, wanted to go to the Naval Academy, uh, went to, just fell in love with Coach Kaz and, and, you know, the Falcons and everything that was happening out in Colorado Springs. Um, just fell in love with that place and that was literally the only place I wanted to go to college uh, pretty much as long as I was in high school. That voice you're listening to is Paul Skeens, star pitcher for LSU. We were talking about talking to him right now uh, about his uh, time that he was at the Air Force Academy. And I got you, you made a point there, Paul, that I got to tell you a little bit about me. Now, I'm a lot, lot older than you. I'm 54. But when I was in the Army, I served at Fort Carson, Colorado, right there in the shadow of uh, the Air Force Academy there in Colorado Springs. And it's one of the things I try to tell people, and I would love for you to back up my point here, Paul. If you've never been to Colorado Springs before and just seen the beauty and Garden of the Gods and just all the beauty that is around Colorado Springs, I mean, it it really is a treat just to be in that area, isn't it? Yeah, and that, uh, no exaggeration, it is beautiful. Um, every Everything there, and then you can drive, you know, an hour away and go to a – we, we went to a lake a few times up in the mountains, you know, fished for trout and camped out there, went there a couple of times. To be honest, I'll probably go back there in the fall and do it again. Um, yeah, I just, I love Colorado Springs and everything that's around there. And that's what I always told people too. I mean, you go to Garden of the Gods, you could go to, uh, you're what, an hour and a half away from Denver. So if you wanted to watch baseball, you know, if you wanted to watch the Rockies, if you wanted to watch, uh, you know, the Denver Nuggets or the Denver Broncos, you can do that. If you want to go to some of the best skiing in the world, it's right there at Breckenridge, not far away from Colorado Springs. And, I mean, it just it really was to me, I, I just thought it was one of the best places in the world, dude. No, it absolutely is. That voice you're listening to again, that's Paul Skeens from LSU. When you look back at your time at Air Force Academy, what are some of the, what are one or two of your favorite memories in your two years that you spent there? Oh, man. <laughs> um, it's got to be, I mean, my favorite memory has to be, uh, you know, winning a conference championship last year, um, you know, with 35 of my favorite buddies, uh, you know, my closest friends. We were in San Diego State, you know, my my neck of the woods. Um, and it was actually the day before my birthday. So that was probably uh, probably my favorite memory from, from, uh, from the Air Force Academy. Um, just such a gratifying experience to know that everything that we had done over the last two years or, you know, for the seniors over the last four years, everything kind of paid off for them. Um, man, I don't know about, I don't know about any other one, probably graduating basic. That was cool. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that was, that was probably the one that was, uh, the most gratifying for me. What was it like? Now, you know, we've got to see uh, Coach Keselowski here, I mean, every year since 2010, except for, I guess, that uh, the pan- well, it wasn't even really a pandemic year. You got It ended up getting uh, snowed out, I guess, back in 2020. But uh, one of the things, I, I, we've just fallen in love with that guy. I mean, he is such a good guy. 
Uh, he's always been so good to us here in Kenston. He always expresses his love for the the fans that come out and supported you guys uh, when you were at when you were a Falcon at Air Force Academy. Well, give us a little bit of insight here. I, I'm glad we've got this opportunity here, Paul. What was it like playing for Coach Cass? Um, yeah, everything you've you've probably had a lot of personal interactions with him, um, and to be honest, with a lot of college head coaches, uh, not all of them, uh, but a lot of them. There's there's some you know, fakeness there. Um, you know, they say one thing and they, they really mean another. I mean, with Kaz, everything he says is 100% genuine. Um, he's a fiery guy. He, you know, loves to, to develop men, um, develop baseball players, develop leaders. Uh, but anyone who's ever interacted with Coach Kaz, that is 100% real, 100% genuine. Um, and it was, you know, truly an honor to, to play for him for two years, um, maintain contact with him now and I mean literally he's you know my dad away from away from home and um, so there have been so many life lessons just from just being around him um, you know for two years and uh, again I, I still talk to him now he's uh, you know one of the, the greatest men I've ever met in my life and just super extremely lucky to have had him in my life as, as long as I have that voice you listen to is Paul Skeens. He's a junior pitcher for LSU, and uh, which leads to the question. I mean, obviously, we knew how special you were becoming, uh, even your freshman year, and, he, and especially your sophomore year, too, Paul, which led you to make, I'm assuming, I'm not going to put words in your mouth here, but I'm assuming probably a very, very tough decision for you to uh, transfer out of the academy and uh, become – an LSU Tiger. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that process. What that was like for you? Yeah, no, it, it, it was a, a really difficult decision, um, especially knowing what I was walking away from. Um, you know, we have, to be honest, we have other guys at the Air Force Academy that are good enough to play at other places. Um, who they they weren't willing to give it up. Um, you know, like I was, and and uh, I wanted. I knew that I wanted to play professional baseball. Um, and I knew that the Air Force and the military and the government, you know, it's restrictive on that end. Um, and, you know, I had to make what was, in my mind, a selfish decision to go somewhere else and, um, you know, put my career first. But uh, to know that I was walking away from, again, 35 of my closest friends, um, 35 of my best friends. I was, I was roommates with Eric Joe for two years. Um, he was our shortstop, uh, one of the, you know, one of the most, fantastic human beings I've ever met in my life. Um, you know, that, it, it, that was, that was tough to know, um, you know, that I was walking away from that and, and going somewhere else where I wouldn't have that probably. But I cannot imagine that the reaction was anything but positive. Like, well, tell, what was it like when you uh, went into coach Kaz's office and you told him, what was it like when you told your roommate, when you told your teammates that you were going to be transferring from uh, the academy. What what was that like, Paul? Uh, I remember when I told Kaz, uh, I told him, you know, basically I'm gonna I'm leaving after this year, and I just started bawling, and uh, you know, and he he got it. He to be honest, he was probably expecting it. Like, um, but then you know, then he we we talked for probably 45 minutes after that. You know, he told me how much. You know, I meant to him and his family, and how much and I told him how much he meant to me, and um, you know, there was it was all love. Um, when I told the team, it was after we had lost in the regional. Um, you know, we we went back to the 
academy and and you know we were back home and i told them and it, it probably took me two minutes to muster up the uh, you know the energy the current whatever uh to, to even say it to get to even get the words out um I, a bunch of them had known already i think but uh just you know from intuitively just they kind of knew what my situation was um but it, it you know it was it was heartbreaking to tell them um just because they meant so much to me they still mean so much to me um i talked to all those boys now but uh, yeah again like i said that was that was one of the that were, that's, those were a few of the hardest conversations i've ever had in my life oh dude i can't even imagine especially like i said i know that family that familial atmosphere that uh that Cass has there at the Air Force Academy and having to tell your brothers that you're leaving, it, I, I can't even fathom, but, uh, I'd say you made a pretty good decision. I'll tell you what, I've got to pay a bill here real quick, Paul, and we'll get right back to it. But listen, thank you to UNC Lenore healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hank show nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional healthcare for the people it serves. UNC Lenore Healthcare uh, has medical staff of more than 100 physicians and offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston. For all your healthcare needs, or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins and all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. And let's get back to our big interview. It's Paul Skeens from LSU. And I've hogged this whole interview to this point, Paul, and I apologize. Scott's over there giving me the side eyes, so he's <laughs> got to get a couple of questions in here to you, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. Paul, so you're doing something very uh, special this year at, at LSU. And, um, of course, the armed services mean something to you. You're you're doing something that I think is awesome. For every strikeout you had this year, you were given ten dollars to Folds of Honor. So talk about what what made you want to do that, and tell us what Folds of Honor is for folks who maybe don't know. Yeah, so Folds of Honor. I'll start with that. Folds of Honor is uh, it's a military charity um, that you know raises money to uh, to pay for scholarships. Uh, for military families, for military, uh, you know, wives, children, um, you know, veterans, um, everyone who's, who's, you know, kind of been involved with the military and kind of been affected by it um, because it, it leaves a scar on everyone, I think, um, whether you, you know, whether you like it or not, whether you think it does or not, it, it affects everybody in, in different ways. Um, and so Folds of Honor kind of helps to bridge the gap with the kids um, you know, whose parents are off, you know, fighting for our great nation, um, wives, husbands, whoever it is that, uh, you know, that stays home, um, while, you know, the other person is, is fighting to defend our freedom. Um, and so I knew that I wanted to do something, um, you know, with a charity, uh, to give back just because, uh, I don't think there's any way to repay, um, uh, you know, our military members for what they've done. Um, and especially being on, you know, seeing that side of it, seeing the, the inside of it, I think, uh, and then and coming to the outside, I have a profound appre- appreciation for it. Um, and so literally I just uh, came here. I knew I wanted to do something to give back to that community because they've, they've done so much that, have, you know, that has shaped me um, into who I am today. So that's the story with that. Um, you know, we have 
Air Force baseball has a couple of graduates um, or cadets that uh, you know have died in the in the past couple of years. Um, you know, while while in service, a couple of baseball players, uh, Travis Wilkie and Nick Duran, and I wear number twenty here at LSU for for Nick or for sorry for Travis Wilkie. Um, I wore twenty five over the summer for Nick Duran um, with Team USA, and it's 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 just an honor to uh represent that community and and help them in in a small way but help them in, in however i can uh paul what what drew you to lsu um over other schools that were recruiting you in the portal um lsu is uh it's an awesome atmosphere i played here my freshman year um so i knew how much baseball meant to the you know the city of baton rouge um and then talking to coach johnson and coach west over the summer, you could tell, uh, you know, not only did they want to win, uh, but they knew how to win, and they knew uh, that, you know, they had a plan for me as an individual to get me, uh, you know, better and, and get me to where I am today. Um, and so it was, it was obvious on my visit. It was obvious when I was talking to them in the portal. Um, and it was really, you know, this is, I, I figured out that this was the only place that I would want to go. Well, you, you kind of uh, answered my next question there, Paul. I, so I'm guessing it wasn't a tough decision to, uh, I mean, as tough as it was to, you know, to leave Air Force Academy, it wasn't that tough for you to uh, go to LSU. Was there anybody else you were seriously considering, or was it pretty much LSU the whole way? I was considering some other places, but to be honest, it was LSU, uh, you know, by a long shot. What what really stands out to you? And, of course, I mean, anybody who is a college baseball fan, just A, they know how tough the SEC is. I mean, when you think about all the great programs that's in the SEC, and LSU is always year in, year out at the top of that. But uh, ultimately, what was it that made the final decision for you that this is I'm going to LSU and I'm going to be a Tiger? Yeah, it was, it was definitely the coaches. Um, Coach West came from the big leagues. Um, and you know, to be choosing a school for a year, you're really, you know, putting your career uh, in the hands of another coach in a way. Um, you're choosing the guy that you're going to work with every day uh, for, for 10 months or whatever, um, who's going to, you know, you're going to adopt their philosophy to an extent and, and um, allow them to tinker with you and get you better. Um, and co with Coach West, who's that was the separator, I think, um, where I, I, I could tell just in my conversations with him that I was going to trust him more than any other pitching coach in the country to tinker with me and to get me better. Now, you, I've got to admit here, uh, you know, when we heard that you went in, you know, especially we're just huge fans of you here in Kenston, Eastern North Carolina anyway, and especially this gentleman sitting across from me is a, probably your biggest fan. I don't know if you know that or not, Paul, but he really is. But <laughs> you do know – there was a, uh, I wouldn't say a few minutes, a few moments that we were hoping maybe you were going to choose another purple and gold program right here in our backyard, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I played with, uh, or I played for uh, Coach Galwin over the summer, and he is an awesome, awesome human being, you can tell. Um, but I think, to be honest, that was, there, uh, Coach Bianco had a rule, I think, for the coaches that we they couldn't talk to any of the players that were in the portal over the summer, so I might have hurt him a little bit. I didn't get a real real good feel for ECU a ton, um, more pretty much just because Coach Godwin was out there. But, um, yeah. 
I mean, and, and we do love Cliff Gowan here in the. Uh, tell them what the we've got right here in our. And we actually got a life-size cardboard cutout of Cliff <laughs> Gowan in here that Kaz has taken a picture with before and sent it to Coach Gowan. Um, but <laughs> elaborate a little more. What was it like behind the scenes for us uh, Pirates around here? What was it behind the scenes playing for Coach Gowan? Um, it was great. Uh, as you could tell, I think I think he and Coach Bianco had coached together at at some point in the past. Um, but more than anything, I think when, when you're playing for USA, it's a different experience, I think, than, uh, if you're playing for a college program, the coaches are going to be a little bit more hands-off with the coaching side of it. And they're going to kind of let you go out there and and play your game. They're going to write the lineup. They're going to do all that, but they're going to let you go do your thing. Um, and so you kind of get, I, I, I feel like you almost get a feel for the coaches more as people. Um, and so he, you know, he obviously wasn't the head coach. He was the, he was the third base coach. Um, but the the biggest thing that I could tell from, uh, from being with him for three weeks or whatever it was, is just how good of a human being he is. Um, and how, you know, I've, I've heard a lot, um, I played with Zach Agnos. I, I heard stories about him. Um, and I've heard a lot from, uh, you know, from people about how cool Cliff Godwin is to play for, um, how good of a person it is. And, and in my short experience, it, it, it's all true. Um, he's just a stand-up guy, a great human being, um, and it was it was really cool to get to know him. Scott, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> over here trying to get the dogs barking, trying to get the dog down. But um, no, talk about doing your thing. I mean, get right to it. Uh, for the fourth straight week, you and your LSU Tigers, y'all are about to take on your fourth straight ranked uh, SEC opponent. How, how do you stay locked in as you're the number one team in the country and Every team you face right now is giving your best shot. Yeah, um, we know that going in, um, and it's it's really an honor. I think uh, it does stuff like that. It doesn't happen for you know just just by default. It happens by design. Um, and and the stuff that we have going on in the locker room and the stuff that we have, uh, you know, going on when we go to work every day, um, everything we're we're you know we're all pushing in the same direction. Um, and we're all really motivated to, you know, get to that end goal. Um, and we know what it, what it's going to take for us to, you know, to get to, you know, be a, a regional host, a, a super regional host, get to Omaha. We, we know what we need to do, and we're all willing to do it. Um, so it's really cool. It's an honor to, to play uh, as many good teams as we are. We got South Carolina this weekend. We got Kentucky at home next weekend. And I, I want to say Kentucky's number 10 or something like that now. Um, and so it's, it's, a it's a really cool dynamic to know that, you know, we're playing for something meaningful, um, especially with our, our women's basketball team just won it all. And, and so it's, uh, you know, sports are going well in Baton Rouge and, and we're kind of just, you know, uh, you know, fanning that flame a little bit. And, and also another thing on top of that, you, you are a high energy guy and you could <laughs> tell this past week, I mean, you want the ball in those in those big moments, and this past uh, last Thursday was a big one against Tennessee, and you got to do it again this week against sixth-ranked South Carolina. Just how excited, how exciting is is being in that environment, and how how pumped are you that you get to do this right now? It's an honor. Um, literally, just trying to take it one day at a time and enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy this year because I realize I think we all realize how special it is to be doing what we're doing right now. Um, 
and literally, you know, going out there just trying to control it, what we can. Um, but just enjoy it every day. Uh, cause it's, it's such a cool opportunity to play, you know, Arkansas at home, Tennessee at home. We broke the Alex Bach attendance record the other night, um, on Thursday night. And it, it's, it's truly an honor to, to play in those games, to pitch in those games. Um, and just trying to take it one day, one week at a time. I don't know what, and again, that voice you listen to is Paul Skeens. He's a junior pitcher for LSU and, I don't know what the record is, Paul, but you've got to be getting close to it to be named the Collegiate Baseball National Player of the Week this past week. But it was only the fifth time this week or the fifth time this season that has happened. It's crazy. Back on February 20th, March 6th, March 20th, March 27th, and then April 3rd. So the last three weeks, four of the past five weeks, five of the past seven weeks, it's just insane. Do you, I got to ask, do you get the is it still as big an honor as it was the first time? Or do you start getting a little bit bored of it? Do you go, oh, man, man, they named me National Player of the Week again <laughs> this week. What is it like after being named five times the Player of the Week in the country? It's really cool. Um, but to be honest, the, the goal is to be, you know, in Omaha, the number one team at the end of the country, or uh, number one team in the country at the end of the season. And um, so it's cool to have these milestones along the way. But, in the end, you know, the goal is to get there and, and, you know, to be standing on, you know, on the podium or whatever, um, at the end of the season to, you know, get that ring. Um, and we, we understand that to, to get there and to do that, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. So hopefully it happens a few more times, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, our eyes are, are really on that end goal right now. Oh, absolutely. Five and oh, this year, you have a point eight one ERA. 83 strikeouts, eight walks. That's just incredible. When you made the decision to go to LSU, when you left, like you said, when you made the tough decision to leave Air Force Academy and go to LSU, is this the kind? Is this the type of season that you were anticipating, or are you a little bit ahead of schedule for where you thought you were? Or is this exactly what you thought you were going to be doing, Paul? I have no idea what I thought I was going to be doing. <laughs> um, just glad that just glad that I'm doing what I'm doing, controlling what I can control, um, and having a good time every day. And I tell you what, uh, how about that? We talked to him back on April 6th. That was Paul Skeens. And now he is a national champion. Just a few moments ago, talking about being on the podium, about receiving a national championship ring. And guess what? He's going to get that now. He was the MVP of the College World Series. Uh, He is going to be either the first overall draft pick or the second overall draft pick coming up in the Major League Baseball draft in a few weeks. How about that? Listen, thank you again to Richard Clark for joining us in our first hour. Thank you to Angelo Keys here in this hour. And again, I got to thank Scott Whittington again for setting that uh, interview up there with uh, Paul Skeens a a little bit ago. Hey, tomorrow we're going to have Michael Martin on in our first hour, uh, our regular Wednesday guest, and John Clements from the Down East Wood Ducks on Thursday. Shane Albee, Chadwick Stokes, Friday, Paul Whittington. And uh, Marquise Grant's going to be joining us Friday. Listen, have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow on The Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.